This episode of Mascot Diaries is brought to you by Engineered to Entertain. From mascot championship rings to popcorn guns and giant mascot cell phones, Engineered to Entertain. Dear Diary, today I interviewed Little K. He's a mini mascot for the Corvallis Knights in Oregon. He's got lots of stories, so take a listen. How long have you been a mascot? So this is my eighth season with the team that I am with. So I've been a mascot for about about eight years now, probably more if you counted it. Um, to people, if you were in my area where I live, because people would count me as a mascot because I have a big head, but it wasn't really a mascot kind of thing. So for me, I've been a mascot for about, we can say about eight to 10 years. Nice. And then, so how did you become a mascot, like in the suit? Like, <laughs> So in the suit, well, before coming into the suit, I got. I was looking at jobs here in the Corvallis area, and there was a job that's saying they needed a mascot for our summer collegiate wood bat baseball team, the Corvallis Knights Baseball. And so I called them and said, hi, I have a lot of school spirit. I was a cheerleader in high school. I'm looking for a summer job. How tall do you have to be to get in the costume? Well, they said, well, you have to be a certain height, so five foot five, something in that area. And I said, okay. So at the time, my mentor from back in school time, who was a coach to me, he was like a father to me. He was everything to me. He was he would always stick up for me. He knew the administrators, so the CEO, president of the baseball team that we have here in Corvallis, and said, you know, I have a, a student that loves baseball. He's got great this, great school spirit, you know, see if you can get him a job. Well, at the time... When they were doing this, when we met up with the president CEO, he was like, well, you can't be the mascot because you're short. And so why don't you become, um, why don't you come a person that will put up like the K cards for strikeouts on our board? And I said, cool, uh, you know, and we'll see what happens from there. Well, when I got more and more into it, people were counting me as a spirit fan or a cheerleader. But then when everybody was finding out where I was living, because I had a stalker what? my first season with me. Oh, I love stalker stories. Please explain. <laughs> yes. So I had a stalker my first year with the ball team. And I was like 30 minutes after waking up. I had this guy. He was he came knocking on my back door at the time I was living with my mother, my sister and my brother. And so the town that we live in, Corvallis, there's a lot of weird things can happen. We are, we are the home of Oregon State University. We are the home of a lot of things. So at the time, I was like, okay, this guy is just wondering how to get an apartment. Because I was living in a complex, you know, an apartment complex. And we were at the end of the complex that looked like a manager's office. So the guy comes, he knocks on the door, my mother answers it, says, how, she says, how can I help you, sir? Well, he goes, I'm here to see him and points right at me, which I'm sitting on my carpet floor in my apartment 
looking at him and I stand I stand up and I walk out towards the door. I'm holding on to the door and you know I'm asking, you know, I say to him, "How can I help you, sir?" This guy has found out where I lived and he comes to me telling me how I can dance better and what I should do at games because at the time and still at the time I am now, I have killer dance moves and so this guy was giving me tips. And I'm like, "Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, you know, I'm Looking in the house, like, what the heck's going on? What? Holding onto the door because I am only four foot two, and you never know what can happen in this world now. Yeah. So he leaves. My mother asked me, Who was that? I said, I don't know who he is, but he's been to the games. And they're like, Well, you need to get a hold of the president of the ball team and the CEO, and you need to let them know what happened. At the time they were announcing my name, my full name through the intercom. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, the PA, you guys need to stop, you know, doing this. We need to come, if you're going to say my name, then we need to come with a nickname. And they, people were going, well, what about little Mac? And I went, I don't look like Mac the Knight, which at the time was an older, our, our, that's actually our mask, our head mascot's name, Mac the Knight. So at the time I was like, okay, what about we call myself little K? for a little night they went all right we can go with that i never saw that soccer again but then i got more into it of i had my own outfit at the time and that was a backwards hat jersey and then shorts and long socks and cool t-shirt i looked like a hipster kind of kid <laughs> i made it because it was like because people were starting to think you know you look like a, you're kind of like a mascot like Kind of like Lucky from the Celtics. He's a talkative guy, you know. He's he's a mascot. He's a human mascot. He's not a costume. No, oh, yeah, yeah. So I started getting into it more and doing cartwheels and everything into that costume. And so everybody, I had an email from my president of the team. There was an event happening down in Eugene. And the event was Mascots for a Cure. Oh, okay. My boss says... My boss says, you're kind of as a mascot, aren't you? And I said, yeah, sure. So right when that happened, when she said, you're kind of as a mascot, then I got really more into mascotting. So I got to meet more mascots when I went down there for this event for my best friend, <laughs> Derek Zener, um, who is in charge of Mascots for a Cure. And so I got to meet a lot of the cool mascots down there from from Sluggo, from the Eugene Emeralds, who, who was the, the guy at the time. Um, the guy who does Robo Duck, the retired University of Oregon mascot, and a lot of others. And it was so awesome to me. And it was cool to, that from since that time, I've grown bonds with them, grown best friends with them and all that. Because it was so awesome to meeting all these mascots. So mascotting to me has now got really more personal because I'm, I love mascotting. And with what I am now, um, to my character, Little King, about four years ago, we updated the logo because, well, we need a new logo change. We updated the costume, our head costume, Mac the Knight, because, well, the costume was getting old. So they asked me, do you want your full-on, a full-on mascot costume? And I said, yes, please. Because I was just like, yeah, I want my own costume, but everybody knows me. Even if I'm in the costume, it's kind of hard. They'll go, oh, hi, Lil' K. I mean, I mean, hi, Lil' King. And, or it's like, or hi, Justin. And it's like, ah. <laughs> and like, you know, when you're the only four foot two little person around here, 
it's like, uh, okay, you know who I am, but you know, but to me, it's like, what I'm trying to do is I'm looking at, at the kids standards. Cause I'm only four foot two. I'm looking at it as I'm there for a kid that wants to talk. I've had kids come up to me saying, okay, you know, I'm having a problem at home with my parents, blah, blah, blah. They're fighting, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can't talk to them, but you can nod and shake your head. But you can go up to their parent after, you know, when you're on your break and say, hi, can I talk to you for a minute? And then tell them what's happening. Because I've had that happen before. To me, to a kid, it's like I'm eye level with them. I'm not a scary mascot that's so tall that they don't want to run, you know, they don't want to hug. To me, they see me and it's like, oh, you're little. You're like me. Okay. Oh, you're really friendly. You're not scary. So that's why I like math. I love mascotting because I'm doing it for the kids. I love it so much that I'm right at their eye level and then they're having a good time with their families when they come to the ballpark. Oh yeah, definitely. And then that's like, that's a whole new perspective of like, oh yeah, like you're at my eye level and stuff. And so mm-hmm. maybe they might feel more comfortable with you than, you know, a bigger, <laughs> like mm-hmm. five foot, like something. You go, like literally you go up to like Sluggo from the Eugene Emeralds. He's a big green bear, you know? Yeah. That's, that could be scary to kids sometimes. It could be scary to other things, you know? Yeah, but when you're only four foot two and you'll be four foot two for the rest of your life and you might and you love mascoting, then why not keep on doing what you love to do and do it for the kids? No, yeah, definitely. So was that transition like into the suit hard for you, like with spatial awareness and all that and like the heat? And obviously, I mean, from going from my regular face to a costume face, it was not hard for me, actually. The hard part was getting the right coordinates, you know, the right um, numbers to put in the head for my head. Because my head's pretty big. That's on my body. But then also putting my head into another big head to make sure it fits really well. You know, that's what was the worried part of. Because I, I have dwarfism and I have pleasure, which is the most kind of dwarfism out there. There's 200 kinds of dwarfism. So it was really like I needed something if we're, you know, that will be easy for me to put on because I asked them to do, you know, two things where I could see really well out of the costume and that, you know, it wouldn't be as hard to put on and everything, which they did an excellent job. And so I, from going from face to a mascot head, it wasn't hard. It was actually easy. One sending it back one time because I couldn't fit my head in it the first time, but you know, that's, that's fine. You know, there's always hiccups and minorly, you know, minor problems when you do a costume. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's great that they were like accommodating like towards you. And I've made a few mascot props and it, if you're not like there in person, it's like, it's, it's tough. I mean, I mean, that's just across the board. Like if you're making something and you don't have like the exact, you're like, you're not there. Cause I'm assuming they didn't measure you like personally, right? Like you probably no. just took some measurements and sent it in. My company did the measurements for me and then they sent it in. So yeah, oh, okay. our, cause our, costumes that we got from were from the california area so you know they're not gonna come up and you know you know measure just a little person 
you know, they they rather have somebody in my office staff do it than them coming up just for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, there's trial trial and error, but I mean, you got everything fixed, so that's that's really good. Oh yeah. You said you were looking for a job and everything. So I mean, what is your role and like, is this like a full time job for you, or do you have a couple of jobs, or what's going on? <laughs> so this is a part time. So this is a part time job. Our season is June through August, so we have games. We have about thirty two home games a year, regular season, and then we'll have about oh. Let's say about three to four home games for playoffs, and then we're done. We are a summer woodback collegiate team, so we play during the summer. We have college boys come play for us. We are members of the West Coast League Conference. Well, excuse me, West Coast League. We're not a conference; it's a league. Our teams are from uh, from Corvallis to Bend up to. Portland to Washington to up to Victoria and Kelowna, BC. So we are a summer collision with that team. We have players from Oregon State, Oregon, the Washington schools, California schools come play for us during the summer when they are done with their college teams. So pretty much I, that's my job part time is mascotting. But another job that I do is. I live with my 90-year-old grandfather. I take care of him. I um, do everything from cooking food to cleaning to just being there for him. Um, I lost my grandma three years ago, and so I started taking care of him because there was, well, it was kind of, it would have been hard for everybody else to do it because everybody else was, and my family lives in different spots of this great state of Oregon, so but I was already living with him and my grandma at the time. So I knew everything what to do. So that's another job that I do. And that's pretty much, I have just those two jobs. No, that, I mean, that's, that's great. And then I definitely admire you being your grandfather's caretaker. I mean, I know, I know a lot of caretakers and it's, it's great when it's someone that they know, like a family member. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes you have to like, just hire someone, someone else, but that's great that you're taking care of him and he knows you. <laughs> yeah. So there was the challenges with, you know, getting the costume to fit right, you know, and getting it just right um, and having good visibility. But would you say there's any other like obstacles that um, that you overcame while like mascotting? I mean, eight years, there's had to be a few and minus the stalker, too. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, when you're only four foot two it's kind of hard to interact with tall people because, you know, some tall people want hugs. Some tall people want, you know, this and that. Well, it's always been a, a challenge a part of my life, even before mask hunting, is how to hug a person. Because when a person's five foot three and I'm only four foot two, my hands go kind of go around a, a spot area that, you know, it's like, this is how I can hug. I can't. You know, I can't go around the waist as much. It's like, it's right there. You know, you know, for me, I have to hug around sometimes a person's butt. It hurt, you know, people can think of it many other different ways. And it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm only four foot two. You wanted a hug. This is how I can do it. Unless you get on your knees and hug me like that, then yeah. But there's been challenges in my life with the mat, with from 
my normal life and mascotting, but people understand it. This is all you can either have a, a knuckle or a high five, but you know, it, it's just in this world that we live in, anybody can just say, Oh, he did this and boom, you know, it's really hard for being a little person because yeah. you have your ups and downs. Do you push for like the high fives and, and like the fist bumps or whatever? I mean, I kind of, I, I relate because I work with students with special needs and it's tough. Like when the students, yeah. I had a few like in wheelchairs, it's the same thing. Like it's, they have difficulty, like they want to hug or like, it's more of liability. Now anybody yeah. can sue anybody. Oh yeah. So I know what you're talking about. I have fans that are disability. They they are special, and they want hugs. And you yeah. know, if they want, they'll hug me. But I'll give them like a little pat on the back, and then I'll 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 have my hands up high so that to make sure, like you know, okay, they're holding onto me too tight. All right, somebody help me, kind of way. You know, I try to do the fist bumps as much as I can and high fives, but sometimes that doesn't work. No, it yeah. really doesn't. It's just, and like, so, yeah. And there's nothing you can do, and so you just kind of keep watching what happens. Yeah. So you don't have a handler or anything. So I do have a handler for events when I'm out in the public, but when I'm at the home games, everybody knows me because it's just easily. But sometimes I'll have a handler at the games too. It depends on the night. It depends on our promo night. If it's fireworks night, I might have a handler. And if it's not as busy, then I usually don't. But I'm getting to be where I'm knowing people. I knowing where to step back if I need to, kind of way. Yeah. There's a lot of our fans. They'll really, they'll really stick up for me um, when I'm in costume. Because we'll get people that are drunk and they'll want to, you know, they'll really get in my face and they'll sometimes they'll know to how to help, help me back, back them up, you know, kind of way. I don't get, I don't try to get physical if they're really are trying to get into my head kind of way. Like I'll try to push them back, you know, as hard as I can, like, you know, shake my hand or shake my finger at them. Like, no, don't do that, you know, kind of way. But with our fan base that we have for the Corvallis Knights baseball, we have a lot of great fans. And honestly, they have supported me going into this change uh, from a backwards hat, jersey, and shorts, hipster kid, to being little king. They understand where I want to go with my life. My life might not be always here at, in Corvallis. I'm hoping one day to go bigger and better for a taller professional mascot, mini me or little mascot. I mean, just speaking of all of your fans, if I don't know if you want to go into or if you want to share some more stories of like, how do you deal with the the drunk fans, the unsupervised kids, like maybe the crazy women, like <laughs> the drunk fans, well, it can be it can be different. It could be they're a happy drunk or they're an upset drunk, but I'll usually watch my my eyes my um my well my eyesight yeah for sure watch my eyesight but um 
watch what they're doing more than what I'm doing. If I'm just standing there with my hands like right next to me, you know, watching them, then I they they know that people know that I'm really like watching my surroundings. But when you have unruly kids, I remember. <laughs> Here's a good story. I'll, I'll tell you this one. I remember going to a carnival for a fundraiser for one of our local elementary school kids, um, schools here for the kids. They had about three kids, different ones. They would one punch me in the head up on the right hand side, then punch me where my nose is on the costume. And then the third one was a cross punch and hit me where my jaw is. Oh my gosh. Right when that, I had, I had handlers at the time. And we were, but we were still putting on, um, we did like a little carnival kind of spot. I think it was hula hooping or bowling or something. I don't remember it. That was a long time ago. But, um, I looked at my handler and I said, that's it. I'm done. I grabbed our tall mascot and the person that was in in our tall mascot was a woman and she was getting punched at the time. She was one of our interns. And she was getting punched in the tummy when I found out when we got, because we went to the principal's office. And I went in there and I went into like a nurse's room. I took off my head quick and they looked at me and they're like, are you okay? I said, I'm done. I said, this is it. I'm not going to put up my life for unruling kids that are going to, because what this carnival was, was also an auction off too. So the parents would go to the auction part and the kids would go to the carnival part. Yeah. But there was still supervisors like teachers and uh, school officials there for that event. So the parent volunteers came in, the principal came in after he got done with the, uh, yeah, he was waiting to get dunk in the dunk tank. And so he came in soaking wet and looks at me. He was really nice and said, and they grabbed about six of the kids. I'm sitting in the <laughs> I'm sitting in the secretary's desk chair in the office. And they brought kids one at a time. And they saw me and they were like, oh no, we're in trouble. I'm thinking to myself, yep, you guys are seriously in trouble. After those kids looking at me and they walked out of that office. The principal looked at me and says, we want you to come back in a week and we want you to explain who you are, what dwarfism is, and what mascotting is. I come back in a week. I'm sitting in the office with the principal. We're talking before this assembly. And I looked at him and I said, you really want to lose you know, the spirit for these kids because these are fourth, fifth graders. And they go, she go, and they go, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. They're old enough to know. And I went, okay. And then pretty soon here comes this officer lady. And I'm like, um, thinking, okay. She introduced herself to me and I went, hi. And she's like, I'm also here for the assembly. And I went, what? I'm looking at her and I'm like, uh, okay. And so me and her go into a room and we talked. And, you know, she was telling me about, you know, I told her what happened and all this. So <laughs> she goes into the assembly with me and she talks first because I let her go first. Because I was thinking, this is an officer. This is a lady. I'm letting you go first. I want to see what you're going to talk about. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to know because I thought this was all me. So I let her go. She talks about bullying because county it was count as bullying. And she looked at those kids and said, if we would have got a phone call that night of your carnival because you were hurting him, you went of all whoever was involved went to would go to jail. Okay. I literally looked at her and I looked around the room and I'm like, uh, did she really just say that to the kids that she, you would have gone to jail? And I'm just shaking my head like, okay, this, this cop's got me scared now. This cop's got me really shaking in my boots. Cause I am. And the kids are looking at me like, don't look at me. Look at her. She said what she said. You've heard, you're, you're, you'll hear what you'll hear in a little bit. And I never thought I would have a, a lady cop or even a cop coming to an assembly to talk about the way what would have happened. Like she, I think she scared some kids good because she scared me. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it's it's really sad that like sometimes it comes to that and like depending like on the area that you work in, like there are frequent assemblies and talks about that. Like, do not put your hands on another person, like because you're in the school setting, like you're only going to the principal's office. But if you try that somewhere else, like outside of the school and you're older, like, you're just going, like, someone's going to call the police on you, (laughs) like, you could get arrested for assault, and blah, 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 and those are, like, real talks that, unfortunately, like, kids are having these days, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It is, this, my generation has, these generations now, that we have now, from my generation, it has changed, it really has, like, I get, I get kids coming up to me once in a while and they'll say floss, floss. And I'm like, I'm looking at them like, what is floss? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I grab my, I'll do like this, like if I had floss in my hands and I'll do it up to my teeth where my mouth is. They look at me like, what are you doing? And we had this, we had this, what we call C day for our first game of the year, which C day is short for science, engineering and art day at the ballpark, which was our first game of the season. And we had about 3,000 some odd kids there with their elementary schools, um, prince, kid, uh, teachers, students, and all that from about, I'm going to say we had about 10 to 15 different elementary schools there. And kids are asking me, Floss, Floss. And I'm like, I, so I do that with my hands and te- you know the mouthpiece. And, and they're like, what is he doing? And the, I'm looking at them like, Really? You said the floss. This is a floss. Come yeah. to find out it's that new dance thing where you, you use your hands and they floss kind of way, I guess. And so I was like, but I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, these kids don't know how to floss. Isn't that supposed to be a learning tip from you teachers or you <laughs> no, parents? That's personal hygiene. That's parents. That's personal hygiene. That should be like, learned at home. <laughs> I'm like, come on. But well, yeah, that that dance, I didn't know what it was called either until recently. I was like, what's that stupid dance? Like, I hate it. That's like all the kids would do. Uh, like, oh, my goodness. I'll get, I'll get from flossing to, oh, that one for. The dab. Oh, what's this? <laughs> the dab. Yeah, dab, dab. And then it was also the Kaepernick one, you know, when he did all the time in the end zone. And. It's just like, what are some of these things that people are coming with? 
And I thank our professional sports for those ones. Thank you very much to the NFL players and the NBA players and for all these new hip dance nows that us mascots have to learn <laughs> and know what the what the name is because we'll get asked to do dabs or floss more than <laughs> 10 to 20 to 30 more times a night at a game. So thank you, professional sports. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. I remember last summer, it was all about the dab and I was so sick of it. And I, it was going on forever and I never thought it would stop. And then it was like, now it's the floss. And I was just like, oh man, it's something. Like, I guess now I'm more aware or I don't know. It, it, it gets, it does get tiring. Because when you get asked that so many times a night, and then when the season's over, it's like, oh, cool. I don't have to hear Foss or Dab again. Because that's what's going to feel. I'm going to feel like that when the end of the season comes. I'll be like, cool. I don't have to hear it for a while unless I go to a public event. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, which one, which event is your favorite? I mean, you go to different events as well as doing the game. So, which one's well, your favorite? Honestly, I, I, I'm gonna laugh. I love I love this event more than anything, and that is mascot nights. I love going to other mascot nights. Oh yeah, and honestly, that's the best events because you're with people that you know, and they and you go through the same thing with them. It, it's just like a mini conference for maybe a night or two. It could be, you know. And honestly, I love mascot nights. They're they're awesome, but you know, to the worst events that a mascot can have. And that could be a golf tournament, you know, when you're standing at the hole that you're sponsoring and just standing there, it, it, that can get tiring. You know, you're in the heat and it's like, okay, oh, cool, cool, come on. You know, hit the hit the ball, make sure you get a hole in one. And it's like, okay, you know, you're standing on the heat, you know. I've got those before. Um, if fun runs, they can be fun. You know, it depends on if there's other mascots that come. But mostly, I just love mascot nights more. Or where there's other mascots there. It's like, cool. It's not just my other sidekick in the tall costume, which I love him to death. He's a great guy. But, you know, you're with him every night at the ballpark. But when you see other mascots, it's like, hi! You know, <laughs> cool, I can hang out with you! Awesome! And then it's like... Cool. Now we can have more fun. And then, but when you, but when it's just sometimes when it's just you and the other guy, yeah, at events, yeah, it can be, it can be sometimes boring because we've done the same. You know, we know what it, we've done the same thing over and over. But sometimes when you when you have other mascots there, it's like cool. We can do other certain things with them. I think that's that's awesome. Like I definitely love like mascot birthday parties and stuff like that. I'm always excited yes. to see like who's there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably too excited. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God. Well, it's like when they invite me to go to mascot nights or birthday parties, you know, they don't tell me who's coming. But when you get there and you know people and it's like, oh my God, I didn't know you were coming. You should have told me through Facebook you were going to come. Well, I didn't know you were coming either. <laughs> well, still, you should ask. <laughs> But it's like, honestly, it's more of a surprise that we don't know until we get there and who's there. That's the most fun time because it's awesome. Because then you get to see actual friends that are in the mascot costumes that you know. 
So it's like, cool, I get to work with this guy tonight, or cool, I get to work with her, you know. It's mascot nights are fun. I wish everybody would understand why people do mascot nights, you know. A lot of people are getting to doing, like, not doing mascot nights no more because it's more getting to being where visitor mascots are getting hurt, so they don't want to go. They don't want to take their mascot to that ballpark and or that arena because they're getting hurt. And so why go if if their mascot's going to get beat up? It's been a hard challenge for me this year because we'll be hosting our mascot night on Sunday, July 15th at Goss Stadium on the campus of Oregon State. And our area, our local area of mascots that we have are not really wanting to do it. And it's because, well, it's during summer. It's right in the middle, you know, it's right in the middle of July. To there's either the All-Star Series is going on in D.C. for the pro mascots for the MLB. So they're busy or are also like there's mascot conferences for their upcoming league season coming up, you know. But it's just getting to be that people are not wanting to do mascot nights anymore because they don't think it's a hip thing anymore. And it is. Because when you invite mascots over, like other mascots, it's it's more of a party. It's more fun. You know, you're seeing you're seeing different other mascots that we have in the Pacific Northwest or or we have in Oregon that you never thought you would think that they had a mascot. You know, our mascot nights, I tell people when, when I invite them to come over, you know, this is not a wedding. This is not a bar mitzvah. This is not a charity thing. This is, we're doing this for the kids. We're doing this to make them feel special. They get one night almost sometimes at the whole week, not to worry about what's happening at home, what's happening at the, in this world that we live in. You know, when everybody comes to the ballpark, I make sure that I make them remember their time at the stadium because anytime you hear on the news anymore it gets more depressing and hearing what's happening with families you know we are we are affordable we are the only thing during the summer in Corvallis that is affordable and a family fun our tickets every night that we have are seven to eleven bucks you go to a minor league game and they're up to 20 to some odd dollars. Or you go up to the pros, and they're way more than what we are. But we are the summer attraction here in Corvallis. We do have our county fair and some rodeos, but that's going to cost. From getting your food to, you know, getting ride tickets to carnival to whatever. But we are the summer attraction. We are everything that we do. But when people come into that ballpark, I make sure that they remember their time there at the ballpark, that they had a good time before they head back home into this world that we live in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hashtag mascots make life better. (laughs) Yes. Hashtag mascots do make life way better. Like I've gone to games where I don't have to work and I will, you know, I'll watch their mascot. I'll scout it out. But I can just see the smile of kids, you know, on the kids' faces. Like, like honestly, like, we make people's lives better. 
we do it in our own little way, but it's a special kind of way. It, to me, mascotting, you know, we're like clowns. We're, you know, we're supposed to be smarties. We're supposed to be this, you know, we're supposed to have a good time, make them laugh. You know, we're not there to be rude or anything. We're just trying to make, we're trying to make a, a smile on your face, a memory that you will always have for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Saying to people, hey, I went to this game over the Corvallis Knights. You know, we enjoyed it. You know, their mascots are awesome. You guys need to go too. You know, I just, I met a lady the other night after finishing our seven, our first seven game homestand. She walks up to me. She's an older lady. And she says, you're the little mascot. I go, well, yeah, I am. But remember, can't, you know, can't. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot. Because I, I started laughing with her. And I said, it's fine. Don't worry. And she <laughs> tells me the story. She's been born and raised here in Corvallis. But she's never been to a Corvallis Knights baseball game until that night. I went, ma'am. We've been in Corvallis for 12 years now, and you've never heard about us? She's like, no. And I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed watching you. I enjoyed watching the game. Like, it was like, wow. Like, I stood there with that lady for maybe about 30 to 45 minutes. And it was just like a shocker. Like, you may, you, the lady's just telling you, like, she had a great time. She wants to come back. You know, you were one of the reasons. People to me, I've I've heard this so many times. They'll come up to me and says, there's four reasons why we come to the ballpark. It's the game, the promotion, the beer. Yes, <laughs> to the adults that can drink beer. And then they say, because of me. Because of how I bring people smiles. And I'm like, wow. You know, I've it's awesome. I, I, I love making people smile. To our CEO, he always says we are we try to make our ballpark just like Disneyland. Well, yeah, we're kind of like Disneyland, but we've got one of the seven dwarfs there. <laughs> Not all seven, but um, nice. But we try to make we try to make memories, you know, making memories and making people smile. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, what would you say is the best part about mascotting? Would you say it's like just making people smile? Yeah. It's making people not worry about what's going on in this world that we live in. It's making them feel like, you know, they can smile and have a good time and not worry or stress out about something. Oh, yeah, definitely. And what mascots inspire you the most? Well, that's a hard one because I'm going to say this. I, I, I do look up to a lot of our mini mascots. Even though some of them are kids and some of them are little people like me, I look up to them. They inspire me because I can, because we're the same height, you know, from um, Lil Jazz Bear um, with the Utah Jazz. I look up to him. Also, um, Mini Crunch Clutch with the Houston Rockets. I look up to that one as well. But one actually. One or two, I should say two now, have really inspired me more about my mascotting for for a mini little mascot. And that is, um, if you guys look up on Facebook or 
Twitter, he goes by Minnie Mascot. He is from the South Dakota area, which oh, yeah. this kid, he he he's excellent. He's done things with the Harlem Globetrotters to, I believe it's the Sioux Falls Canaries to the Sioux Falls. Um, I think it's a hockey team over there. He does. He's an amazing kid. He's he, he makes me laugh when I'm watching him. And then also with uh, Mini Thunder over at um down in California with the I believe it's the Storm. Yeah. It's a minor league team with with the San Diego Padres. He he's a great kid. I they are all all these little people or mini mascots, they're all amazing. You know, it's great that I'm not the only one out there. They're also trying to to do what they love to do and get noticed to going into a future like with me my future is i do want to go to a minor league team i do want to go to a pro team and be a mini mascot but i'm still at stage one and stage one is still being with the summer collegiate woodbound team here in corvallis and i've met many of the pro mascots from blaze with the trailblazers here in portland to blitz the seahawk um up in uh seattle with also the mariner moose Mariner Moose, he gave me a lot of good tips. You know, keep doing what you love to do. Make a highlight video, send it to people. You know, it's now, you know, just keep the hours of how many, how, you know, the more that you're in the costume, the more that people will notice you. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. You, can't, you cannot put a kid that doesn't know what they're doing into a mascot costume. Because they'll want to take off the head or say, you know, mommy, it's too hot. Mommy, I can't see, you know, I, I feel this. And you can't put a kid in it unless that kid has done it before. But I look up to a lot of mascots. I, I look up to our college one here in, at Oregon State University. I look up to, yes, to all of Beaver Nation. I look up to the duck at the University of Oregon. That is one of the top collegiate mascots of all time. You know, I look up to our minor league teams here in Oregon, from the Hillsboro Hops to the Salem Kaiser Volcanoes to the Eugene Emeralds. You know, I look up to all of our Pacific Northwest teams. They all give me good tips. And honestly, I even look up to one person. He's not even a mascot, and he's a rodeo clown. And sometimes, <laughs> actually, a lot of times, his stuff I'll bring to the table to my games. And that is one of the best rodeo clowns of all time. And he's number one right now in the, in, I think it's NPR. Um, and that is JJ Harrison. So JJ, um, he's a good friend of mine. And one thing is, if it wasn't for Derek Zener's mascots for a cure, trying to break the world record down in Eugene, my first two years. I wouldn't be where I am today of being a mascot because I was scared of mascots when I was young. I was scared of Benny the Beaver here at Oregon State. At the time, the costume was really scary back in 2001 because of 2001, that team, our football team was trying to win the Fiesta Bowl. So they wanted a costume that was, it was fearless. You know, they wanted it angry, but 
in the time Benny has changed and a lot of mascot costumes have changed to going from angry to being happy now. So I look up to a lot of mascots and they don't know it, but I know some people do, but I thank them for all the tips that they give me, all the moves that I can bring to my ballpark for entertainment. Cause sometimes when you've been doing the same thing for the last eight years and you need new material, you know, scouts go out and scouting players. To me, I go out and scouting mascots so I can bring some new hipster kind of thing to the ballpark. And any uh, more shout outs or, um, yeah, shout out to anyone in the world? I'm just happy that everybody has supported me who has supported me through my mascoting career. If it wasn't for you guys who I truly love and I thank you for supporting me in the in my career that I'm trying to do in my future and also helping me out. I appreciate it all. You know, I thank you. I'm not going to say names, but if if you know who you are, you know, I thank you for it because honestly, if it wasn't for you guys for cheering me on, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I love being a mini mascot. I love being a little person mascot. I love being Lil' K. I love being Lil' King. You know, and I'm hoping my future and my body will let me keep on going for a long time. Thank you. Um, I want to shout out to you. Um, thank you for taking the time to to chat with me. I know scheduling is always crazy, but like, I yes. unless you're like like been on the show, like you don't understand what goes into scheduling and like the the dropouts of the the Skype call. <laughs> but thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for being a great host. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me have the opportunity of doing this with you. I. I'm hope I don't know if I'm the first mini or little person mascot yes, that you, you have. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be. Um, uh, yeah, scheduling is tough because starting tomorrow night, we will start a uh, another homestand that will start tomorrow night and we'll go all the way to July 3rd. So I will be at the ballpark, you know, and I'll be going from home to the ballpark, home to the ballpark. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, you know, the ballpark is your summer home. Because you're not at home as much. Because when you start a seven-game or an eight-game homestand, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth, you know. Yeah, I read that. And I was like, oh, no, like, I need to schedule before that. <laughs> That's why I asked you. I was I, like, do you have any time? <laughs> I know. And with the heat that got to me, I've been sick. And it, it's just been, oh. But, you know, th this, this summer for all of us mascots, I hope you guys all stay safe and stay healthy because it's going to be a hot summer. Yeah. That's what my father <laughs> says because it's my father works for a helicopter helicopter transporting service and he de delivers tanker trucks with fuel for the helicopters that fight these wildfires. So everybody who is working the summer is with their mascots or at their ballparks or wherever you are a mascot at please be careful be safe we don't need you guys to you know get sick so please be careful and everything so be safe drink a lot of water yes be safe you too take care of yourself and thank you again <laughs> thank you i appreciate it have a good day and go knights 
And that was it for episode number 58. You've got one more. I have one more that I have to edit. And the other one, I mean, it's going to happen. I have a backup plan. So (laughs) thank you to that backup (laughs) if, you know, someone doesn't pull through. And you can always email me at contact at mascotdiaries.com. I will try my best to get back to you. This week was like hell, bro. Like, oh my gosh, it was so hot and there was a lot of lifting at work. So I was so sore and so tired. But um, yeah, stay hydrated, everyone. Stay cool. Follow me at Mascot Diaries on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I'm going to throw a shameless plug out there. I've started an Instagram account for my music. It's D for music. <laughs> And I won't post much because I don't have a lot of music, but I felt bad going to these open mics and playing my songs. And then people were like, oh, where can I find you? I'm like, nope, nowhere, because I didn't want them to follow my personal account. And yeah, so I was just like, oh, fine. It's been a year. I feel like whatever. I'll post when I when I play an open mic, whatever song I play. So anyways, thank you for listening. As always, tell all your mascot friends about this podcast. Take care.